Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is uh, the last day of recaps of sorts here for E3 2019. Uh, I've got two of them lined up here. If you're catching this, I know I'm behind because I was watching the Raptors get their ass kicked. I totally jinxed them uh, yesterday. Went and watched them. Uh, so I caught up with Square Enix today. And then I, of course, watched Nintendo Live as well. Those reactions will be a little bit later. Uh, to the YouTube side, because, you know, Mark, who is an absolute editing god, also has, you know, a, a regular job. And so he's got to be doing those things. Uh, and since he's not exactly getting paid $800,000 a year, it's on his time. And so whenever it's done, it will be done. But for now, if you're on the RSS feeds, it doesn't matter, because you're going to get to listen to me talk about them right now. Uh, so the first one we're going to tackle on this one, it is going to be Square Enix. Uh, Square Enix really had uh, a lot of pressure on them for this E3 event, um, specifically surrounding the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, all eyes were on them, no pun intended. Uh, it was really... <sighs> it was, it was really, there was a lot of tension around it, because, uh, even though the last couple of showings of it didn't go over, uh, terribly, people were still wondering, you know, when are we gonna get a really big, solid reveal of it? When are we going to be able to get our hands on it? Or somebody else is going to be able to get their hands on it? And we had some of that stuff answered here uh, pretty much right off the rip. Square Enix jumped directly into the Final Fantasy VII Remake at the beginning of their conference. Uh, and uh, I have a little bit of the bullet points here. You'll be able to easily find all sorts of info uh, or video on this, I'm sure, if you haven't already. But I'll give you just the, the highlights that I have written down here. Uh, so the first point that uh, that really caught my attention is that they said that it was going to be uh, two Blu-ray discs of content, but then, like, the language they were using, I'm not 100% sure what that actually ends up becoming. Uh, and, and that's because they said the first disc is entirely Midgar. Um, because they said, and this is where the language got a little weird for me, because they said, they said because it became a game in its own right. So I don't know if it's like just Midgar for disc one, and then somehow the entirety of the rest of Final Fantasy VII happens on the second Blu-ray disc, but it still sounds to me like there's a possibility this is a multi-part deal, and it's just that the first segment that we're getting is a two-disc uh, two deal. I, I, I really don't know. Uh, maybe they have elaborated more on that, uh, but as I'm speaking right now, that is all I have to go on. Uh, I'm sure you guys can figure it out uh, if there is more information on that. Uh, after that, they got into a lengthy segment of uh, of gameplay in which they were showing, um, of course, some cutscenes that we'd already seen, but more elaborate, uh, elaborately, you know, a little longer. And then we saw some combat, some combat against regular enemies, and then more importantly, the you know scorpion robot thing that we all remember playing. Uh, as as a kid or or younger anyway, one way or the other, uh, in uh, in that opening bombing run mission, and uh, the action it was it, it's it's okay. So it's an action real time combat. If you don't already know how this combat's been skewing, this will give you a bit of an idea. It's an action real time combat system. There is uh, an ATB, however, uh, they are reserved for uh, like. Non-basic attack deals. So whether that's uh, spells, etc., that's what the ATB like abilities basically you could think of them as. Um, you use them for that. They charge over time, and also the ATB charges with your attacks, your standard attacks. 
uh, when you do enter ATB uh, or you're using your ATB bars, uh, you enter kind of a slow motion tactical uh, kind of mode uh, to use those abilities. And you can rotate through your characters with the press of a button. So there's going to be one button dedicated essentially to rotating through your party that's actively in combat. You'll be able to control them. You'll be able to choose. Uh, you'll be able to choose uh, what abilities and stuff they're using, of course. And then when you're not using them, they'll uh, take care of themselves as best as their AI will allow them to be taken care of. There was also something of note. They went over a stagger. Um, a stagger mechanic in the combat. It looked very similar to how it worked in the Final Fantasy, um, from Final Fantasy 13 kind of onward, what we got there. Uh, so they've added that in as well, which is essentially you can work down an enemy, not just their health, but work down, kind of wear them out, and then you have a period of time to do uh, extended, uh, increased amounts of damage, is, is pretty much what stagger is. Uh, the boss fight itself looked really really good. Uh, it was a, a, what seemed to be a very solid mix of, uh, of, of combat. And then when the boss was changing phases and whatnot, very seamlessly kind of showing these, uh, almost a mini cutscene of sorts to, uh, to move between phases and attacks. Uh, it was very, uh, very, very well done in that regard. And also it has dynamic events of sorts where I was seeing, for example, at one point, uh, the scorpion bot had picked up Cloud and, and it basically just in, in trapped Cloud. It had him in his hand or claw, whatever the hell you want to call it. Uh, and then the player switched to Barrett, and then Barrett went up and did an attack uh, to basically get the uh, the boss to drop Cloud. So there was a bit of a dynamic combat feel uh, in that regard. And then to add to that as well, uh, on some of the bigger attacks that the boss had, they were using cover. Uh, and the cover could be destroyed, but there was cover, cover available uh, to the player to use for some of those bigger attacks to avoid damage and whatnot. So there's some dynamic elements uh, to the battlefield that will obviously come into play. Now, how much of that exists outside of like a boss encounter versus just regular enemies, I don't know. But it seems to me like that's a uh, something that they're trying to work in to give more depth to uh, the action combat as it stands. Uh, it is, importantly, I think, I, as I mentioned, uh, oh no, I didn't mention it before, I don't think, but I did say that it was possible. It is, in fact, playable at E3, at the booths there. Uh, so I, if, I mean, I'm already a day behind, essentially, on this. So I suspect that there is already first impressions that uh, outlets have done for the uh, for the demo or whatever they have there at the booth. And if not, then I'm sure it will be soon to arrive. And you'll be able to get more of an idea from other people uh, who've gotten their hands on it as to how it played and not just how it looked. Also, we got the big Tifa reveal, which everyone on Earth apparently was dying to see. And then when it happened, all of social media uh, exploded because Tifa is bae and Tifa was there. And, uh, you know, she got a breast reduction and some shorts and still looked great. And, I mean, I got I, I was seeing people on social media get so... In depth with how much in love they were with this character that they were talking about faint moles and like beauty marks in random places on her. I just shit was real. It was, it was bordering on the insane, but people were very excited about Tifa. And we also got the Sephiroth reveal. He looks great. Uh, looks like a boy band member uh, for sure, but uh, you know a very sinister boy band member. Uh, member. And then we also got a release date of March third, two thousand twenty. Twenty twenty, March third. 
for that. That's assuming, of course, that nothing else stalls out the development and they can keep going forward with it. That wrapped up the Final Fantasy VII Remake segment, and then we moved on to some of the other titles, and there was a fair amount here to be had. Uh, Life of Strange 2, uh, which is available now, got uh, shown off with a little bit of a, uh, of a trailer there. Uh, also, a really, uh, uh, I don't want to say really big, but one that I definitely got pinged a lot about last night as I was watching the game uh, was the fact that uh, Crystal Chronicles, which was of course on the GameCube, uh, is coming to mobile uh, with online multiplayer. Uh, it's a remaster. It's coming this winter. It looked great. Uh, great soundtrack in Crystal Chronicles, and they showcase that as well in this trailer. Uh, and so I'm sure there's going to be a few people that are uh, excited to hop in on that. Then we got uh, a little short reminder that Octopath Traveler is coming to the PC. Then we got into Last Remnant getting remastered as well. There was a fair amount of uh, remasters in this list. The Last Remnant was not something that I would have expected to have gotten a remaster, but it did. And it's coming to the Switch, available apparently right now. So you can hop in on that if you missed out on it on Steam. Uh, we then got into Dragon Quest Builders 2. It had a pretty lengthy segment for that. So if you were a big fan of Dragon Quest Builders, uh, and you were hoping for a follow-up, well, good news, there is one. And they had a fairly lengthy segment for it on, uh, or during the conference. So if you want, you can, of course, go look that up. You can get a little bit more in-depth about it, but in general, it just looked like more Dragon Quest Builders with some, you know, expanded mechanics to it. It looked good, uh, and... I'm sure there's going to be a number of people that are pretty excited to uh, hop back in to get Dragon Quest Minecraft Edition, uh, to say the least. Uh, immediately following that, we spun into Dragon Quest Eleven, the definitive edition, uh, which is coming this fall. So you're going to get, you know, a little bit of a, a juiced up version of Dragon Quest Eleven. Following that, we had an indie sizzler reel. Uh, where the highlight for me was a Fear Effect game. Uh, and just really, Fear Effect... If there was a time for Fear Effect to make a comeback, it might be 2019, just saying. Fear Effect was a great game back in the day, uh, loved the cell shading that it had, uh, and would love to see some more of it, and it looks like we're going to get something of it. Uh, you know, to what effect, I'm not 100% sure, I just caught it, you know, caught my eye in the sizzler reel, so just, you know, spotted it, I'll have to look into it a bit more, uh, to, to see just how much uh, they're going to do with that title, but it's there. Uh, following that, we had a very, this was a, this was kind of like the intriguing one for me during this conference. It's called Circuit Superstars. It's a top-down racer, uh, that also looks like it has some management aspects to it as well. Uh, very interesting kind of, a of a, of a look to it. Uh, reminded me a lot of, like, a micro-machines type deal, uh, but maybe a bit more in-depth than that. And they were certainly focusing on the aspect of, of racing and the love for cars. So, uh, really... <laughs> A very, a very interesting take on uh, on a racer, I guess is all I could say about it, and something that caught my attention enough that I'm going to be keeping an eye out for it. Uh, it's apparently going to arrive in 2020, so there's some time left yet, and I'm sure we'll find out more in the not-too-distant future. They also gave a bit of a spot to uh, a game that anyone that's been on Twitch in the last while would be familiar with. It's Battalion 1944, and that's that uh, first-person uh, kind of a Twitch shooter, very simple kind of the Call of Duty 2 mod um, turned game that, uh, yeah, again, has uh, taken uh, over uh, a few of the major streamers here as of, uh, of late on Twitch uh, and uh, is sure to continue to do so for a small group anyway as it's a, a fairly popular format. Uh, after that, we hopped in to find a note that something that a lot of people already knew. 
<laughs> uh, but it was triple confirmed. For those who didn't know, Final Fantasy's soundtracks are now available on streaming services. So, you know, anything from Spotify, etc. You can go and find your Final Fantasy music and enjoy that at any time now. Uh, and then we got a very confusing, not that that should be surprising, Kingdom Hearts 3 uh, DLC trailer. It's called Remind. Of course, those words separated. Because it just wouldn't be a, Kingdom's Heart, a Kingdom Hearts game if the title wasn't a little bit more convoluted than it needed to be. Uh, and just like everything else in Kingdom Hearts, the trailer didn't make any sense, but that might be because I don't know the story. But even people in chat to play Kingdom Hearts still didn't know what the fuck was going on for the most part. So take that for what you will. More Kingdom Hearts 3 on the way. Uh, I didn't catch a date for it or anything, but uh, it's there. It's there. Um, Final Fantasy XIV was the next major segment. Uh, of the uh, of the conference here, and it was um, kind of just a quick recap leading up to where Final Fantasy XIV is now. Just mentioning um, the, for example, the registered users that hit 16 million, uh, and leading up now to this latest expansion, they've had their highest active uh, user base since launch. Uh, Shadowbringers is what's on the way. July second, twenty nineteen, two new races and new job classes. Uh, they have a new trailer that they released for the conference, so you can probably check that out if you haven't already. Uh, and yeah, Final Fantasy XIV, I think, is probably Square's real uh, darling right now, if I'm going to be honest with you. I think Final Fantasy XIV is the biggest success story that Square Enix has had since the merger, uh, at, le- at the very least in the last 10 years, uh, if not longer. So, uh, you know, well done to the Final Fantasy XIV team for pulling that thing out of the gutter and getting it to where it is now. Very, very well done indeed. After that, we got some Dying Light 2, which is just, for all intents and purposes, Mirror's Edge with zombies. So much so that if uh, if you didn't tell anyone any better, they just assumed that it was a Mirror's Edge mod. Because that's how much it looks like it. Alright. Had to get a little drink of water there. Uh, then we got uh, some more kind of uh, nostalgia-y, bringing it over from the east to the west. In two games, we got Romancing Saga and, uh, or Saga, and we got uh, Saga Scarlet Grace, both announced to be coming to the West. Uh, I had another dot there to see if there was a, a date, but I don't have one, so whether or not there is one, I apologize. Following that, but wait, there's more, we had uh, War of the Visions, Final Fantasy Brave Exvius. Exvius is the, the Final Fantasy kind of mobile series. Uh, Brave Exvius was the original, uh, in that series, and now we're getting War of the Visions, uh, Brave Exvius. And it looks a lot like Final Fantasy Tactics. It's just, they just said that it's in development right now. It is, of course, still going to be on mobile, uh, so no real date for it yet. Probably still a fair ways out, but it is coming. And so if you were a fan of Final Fantasy Tactics and you were looking for something more of, uh, of that ilk, then this might be something that you could be interested in, despite the fact that it's on mobile. Uh, Exvius was relatively well-received. Uh, to say the least, quite a number of players on that one, and so it could just be something that you're interested in, even if you're not a big mobile player. After that, we got Outriders, which is a game from the Bulletstorm devs, coming to the summer of 2020. Uh, looks like some sort of shooter. There wasn't a heck of a lot going on there that I could get out of it. It was just kind of dark and edgelord and, and whatever, you know, the standard fare. Uh, More info, apparently, though, is coming this winter, and it's going to have one to three player drop-in co-op, but I didn't really get a heck of a lot out of it other than that. Uh, Following that, we had uh, uh, Oninaki, 
which is coming August 22nd of this year. So that's really close. Just a couple of months away. It looks like it's another RPG. Uh, look, you know, look, it looked good. There's a couple of members of the community that seem to be particularly excited about it. And so uh, if that's, you know, a barometer for anything, then perhaps it will end up being something quite neat. Then we got the Final Fantasy VIII Remaster. Sometime this year it's coming. Uh, Final Fantasy VIII is my favorite Final Fantasy, uh, at least of that generation. And, um, you know, it had, already, it, it had al- always bothered me that they lost the master of the game which meant that it was going to be unlikely or very difficult for them to do a remaster or a remake at any point of Final Fantasy VIII, but they've managed to swing it anyway. Uh, You can see some comparison shots of how the sprites and stuff cleaned up. They seem to have done a very, very good job, Uh, and uh, that's kind of exciting because it might give me a reason to hop back into Final Fantasy VIII at some uh, some point. But uh, the dream, the long game dream, you know, 15 years from now, Final Fantasy VIII rem- uh, Remake, just like Final Fantasy VII. It's never going to happen, but a man can dream. Uh, so that was really nice to see. And then the big, uh, the big ender, the conference ender, was a, a Marvel Avengers game. And this is something that is not tied necessarily directly to the comics or the movies. Uh, it is a standalone, uh, completely new storyline, single player and co-op, uh, apparently up to four people online. Uh, it's, uh, they threw a lot at us on this, but we didn't see a hell of a lot of gameplay. We saw a trailer for it. You know, that looked really good. They included in this, uh, this announcement, uh, Captain America, Thor, Hulk, Black Widow, Iron Man, but apparently there are more heroes that will be entering the fray at certain points, uh, more, um, regions and stuff that will also follow. Uh, and apparently all that stuff is free. They made a point to say no loot boxes or, uh, or you know, pay-to-win kind of scenarios. And it's also available to play at uh, the booths at E3. So that's another one of those things you might want to keep an eye out to see first impressions on. Um, <laughs> it looked interesting, like I said, but I, 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 I'm going to have to also, like you, go and look this up and see perhaps if there's some gameplay of people playing it at the booths to really get a better grasp of what's going on there. Uh, but it sounds kind of like a, like they're almost w- working towards like a destiny slash, um, uh, anthem kind of thing is almost sounds like it. I mean, with these, with these new regions, new, uh, n- you know, new heroes and stuff coming and whatnot, it just sounds like it's going in that direction, but regardless, keep an eye out for it. Marvel Avengers. Uh, it did look like it was written well. Some big voice actors uh, that you'd uh, likely recognize uh, on there, including the the never-ending workhorse Nolan North, uh, and uh, a couple of folks from uh, a couple of the fine folks from uh, the cast of of um, Critical Role, who are of course all voice actors as it is. Uh, so you'd probably recognize a few of them. But uh, that's yeah, if not all of them, honestly. Uh, but that was that was it. That was the wrap up of the Square Enix conference. It was pretty solid. I mean, I think they've I think they've they've put a lot of people, myself included, for the most part, at rest with the or at, at peace with this Final Fantasy VII remake. Uh, at least to you know to this point, I would like to know more definitively to have them come out and say this is how many, you know, releases this game is going to have, or like you know, is it going to be all in one? Is it is are these the only two discs? 
or is it these two discs and then there's another two discs to finish it is it a two-parter you know how does that you know if that isn't already information out there and that i just don't know about uh that's something that i would like to know and then uh really that's about it i mean other than that it's it's coming to terms with how they're tackling the combat but even the combat didn't look like it's going to be all that bad i was you know hoping for just straight atb but i already knew for a long time that that wasn't going to be the case but at least atb is in there to some degree the character designs all look good the graphics look incredible the music is of course amazing everything is looking like it's coming together well and the fact that they've got this release date uh here in the uh, first quarter of 2020 is a good sign of course assuming that it doesn't get delayed further ladies and gentlemen that's it for square enix i'm going to wrap this one up post it up hop back in get on to the uh the nintendo i can't speak nintendo recap and then get that up for you and then that will likely conclude until jeff and i get back together for the next podcast to uh, recap this stuff uh the entirety of the the show from uh, what we saw just in you know the bits that we that stood out to us the most that's going to be it thank you so much for watching and listening for now uh, and until i see you on the next one peace